0: Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and
1: competitive discussion.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. My name is Jay Shalansky and joining me this week are John Bushfax Bushman and Lucas Technophobia Eustick.
2: Hey, how's it going? Hello, hello. Glad to be here.
0: Good, I'm glad you guys are here. Kyle had a scheduled day off for this week's episode so don't worry he's still here he's still part of the scoundrels he'll be back next week for uh now. but yeah unless you guys kill it maybe this is open auditions huh we just replaced the old Ooh, we're
2: coming guy. for a job well he was the uh, first one to drop a game in invader so he's getting knocked down on the totem pole
0: yeah he was yeah well i'm officially the second now so <laughs> <laughs> but we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about invader league we're gonna talk about uh what was it, Lucas? Uh, what's appropriate
2: behavior, tabletop and, etiquette, table, tabletop etiquette.
0: etiquette? Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. You know, I'd like to tie that into um, playing uh, Invader League as well, because I, I have some things I want to talk about with that. Uh, but then, yeah, and we're going to go over that tabletop etiquette. Maybe we'll talk about Lucas's uh, uh, hipster list building that seems to be the talk <laughs> of the town and has gotten everybody in an uproar. So uh, we'll we'll cover that too. Uh, but first thing we're going to do is a little little housekeeping. Um, first things first, I'm very excited to announce. Uh, by the time this is this is live, uh, you guys will probably have already seen maybe some posts about it. But we actually built another tool uh, for the Legion community called Legion Silver. Stream.
1: What's that, John? So many tools.
0: Yeah. All the tools.
1: So good. Swiss Army knife of legion.
0: Well, and again, we say this every time, but you know, uh, basically what happens is I or John or somebody at the Fifth Trooper wants something because we want it for it to make our lives easier. And then we're like, oh, yeah, well, why don't we just make this into a tool? And uh, so this one happened to be one of mine. Uh, you know, uh, what, what is it? To has always had this great X-Wing stream tool that I've always been envious of. Uh, we used once when we did it, Evan and I did a stream up in... Uh, Northern Quebec uh, for X-wing. That's a whole nother trip. I'll tell you about. They don't speak English up there, and so, um, so we we I've always been envious of that tool, and so I said, "That's it. I want one for Legion." And so we have one now. So basically, what Legion Stream is it's a tool utility for streamers that basically has this dashboard that's web-based and you go in and you, you type in the blue player's name and their faction red player's name and faction and then you can select command cards battlefield cards put in the time for the round put in the turn victory points all that stuff and then it shows up on these cool overlays that are all web-based that you just pull into obs or into stream labs um and they're just these quick easy overlays that you don't have to store anything locally or monkey with like text files or get a, get an extra plugin for Streamlabs or something to make this stuff work. We did all the work for you and it's all set. And it's a free to use tool. Um, and you just go to legionstream.thefifthtrooper.com uh, and you guys can go ahead and register and log in and check it out and start using it for your streams. And, uh, you know, whether you're streaming at home or you're streaming a TTS game, um, it'll be available for you to use for free, like all our other tools. Um, and I'm going to put the link to in the description here, uh, both on the podcast on the, and on the YouTube channel. So you guys can go ahead and click over and link that. And we've already had, you know, some of the streamers have already been using it. We used it at Adepticon, like the beta. Uh, version of it and then uh, Mike Cirillo from Legion 99 he's been using it ghost walking on the discord um, he's been using it and I just kind of released it to the other Legion streamers earlier this week so um, yeah so that's really exciting and um, you know just just a nice tool for you guys to use and we're going to be building more on that I think um, Ben their uh, Imperial sympathizer I said hey if you guys have any ideas you know for like updates to this thing and I think Ben gave me like 14 ideas and so <laughs> and like they're all really good so I'm like okay yeah man like uh version two you know so uh right. you know so that's going to be kind of a living tool that we'll we'll update mm-hmm. and, and build like we build all our other tools and so now we're just adding that one to the list of the what three or four that we have now and uh really excited about that uh, second thing for housekeeping, if you are following Stormtide and you're a fan of Stormtide, we are going to be at some point here in the next couple of months releasing store kits. Uh, so very similar to how we do our monthly subscription. Stores can get a subscription for for a narrative, very unique individual narrative for uh, the store. So so you'll be able to play Stormtide at stores with something that we built specifically designed for that. Because I know a lot of people now have been telling me they've been playing them at the stores, but they're trying to play the home version of Stormtide at the stores, but uh, which works, but doesn't really work. There's some like things they have to add on, like how victory points work and all that. But you'll be happy to know we're working on that actually just had our first uh alpha test at a store this past weekend and went really well uh, everyone seemed to enjoy it I had a lot of notes that I took about how it would work and how we would progress people week to week and stuff like that and that how things could work you know like what if somebody doesn't show up next week what do you do so um so that's exciting and uh trying to think uh support us on patreon that's how you know the blog and the podcasts and all the content all these tools that we're creating that's that's how we pay for those um you know because we 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 need to pay the developers we need to pay the hosting fees we there's a lot of things that need to be paid for that you the patreon subscriber pay for uh for us you know and and we we pay our staff here at the fifth trooper um as much as we all love this and would love to do it for free, uh, I, you know, I like paying everybody because it makes me feel good. Uh, so, um, yeah, and that's thanks to the Patreon s- subscribers. So check that out. Go to the fifthtrooper.com, buy your Legion stuff. 10% off with the code SW Legion as always. And I think that's enough for my housekeeping. I think I
1: covered it. A lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: And there's even more, right, that I'm not even going to get to because the house I, I keeps getting bigger. Yeah, I could just do a whole <laughs> I could just do a whole Got podcast. A whole,
1: a hotel now.
2: Yeah, yeah it's going to be, uh, you know, compound keeping at this point The the castle. <laughs> it's no longer just a home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's talk a little Invader League. So I think a majority of the fifth trooper has been playing Invader League. I think there's at least six or seven of us playing. Um, Yeah, we've been doing pretty well. I've actually through all five of my games and just uh, we record this Monday uh, earlier today on Monday, I suffered my first defeat. And so uh, I'm officially done with round robin at four and one, which we were talking before the cast. uh, For those of you that are playing in Invader League four one generally will get you to the next round unless there's some like weirdness where you get three forward ones and then you and then you go into like a yeah. head-to-head type mathematical situation but yeah and
1: if like the head-to-head is like rock paper scissors style where you beat one of them but the other one beat this guy and he beat you yeah and then like you have to go to the next tiebreaker
0: right but i think i you know probably yeah. safe to say I'll probably won't one. happen because it's the you know. top two from each round robin get to move on um so i've hopefully you know did everything i could and um i don't mind starting with that game if you guys want since it's a loss because i think we talk about a lot of wins on these podcasts and not a lot of losses and uh so it's funny i i think i i said it to you guys in our discord chat and and rachel my wife was asking me how it went and i i told her it was like i go everything was going well until it wasn't and it was just like quicksand (laughs) and like all these like decisions and both good decisions by my opponent, but bad decisions by me just kept Uh compounding on each other and just sinking me further. And it just felt like the more I tried to claw out, the faster I was sinking into the quicksand and um, it was a great, great game. And it was like really tight up until, you know, about turn five Um, and then things just you know and, and this kind of happens right we all know this Where like oh a dice roll won't go your way and you're like that's okay like this is a dice game I'm gonna make it up on the next one and then you do something and then it it doesn't go your way again and you're like yeah. that's okay I'll make it up and like and the next thing you know you're down like two or three activations and you're just like <sighs> uh all right Uh, I'm in like, you know, and I'm just pulling all the emergency switches and trying to put the oxygen mask on and like just trying to survive. And um, but that's, you know, part of um, the problem with the way I play this list is I play it very conservatively. Right. I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, I know. Impressed. Thanks. Um, I think, though, what happens is with that. I struggle with the point on where to make the push. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting for my moment, but then sometimes it passes me by and I don't see it until it's uh, it's already like four activations past where I needed to come out and do something with Luke or Sabine or somebody else, you know, and this and this happened and we were on a tough map for me, not to not to uh, give excuses, but like, you know, I had a tough I was blue player. He picked the better board edge, which was great. Uh, and and I was just Matacor was is the map. And I was just kind of stuck turtled behind like these two pieces of terrain with my entire army, like trying to wait, you know, because he has he was playing Yoda, Wookies, clones two barks and uh, uh, arc team with like uh, echo or whatever. And it was just wow, OK. So I had to watch out because I have rebels with white save. So I can't take all those hits. Right. So I'm like out of line of sight, like hiding and hiding and hiding. And then I like I got a bunch of shots in on one of his barks and it was down to one wound left. And then he just like noped out of there and just like U turned and went the other way and hit on the other side of the board. So I couldn't get that activation Then the other arc or the other bark came around and like swooped around my backfield and he was just getting these shots in. And like we did a, um, we did a uh, like a cleanup with Blood Ocean on the stream. You guys could see it, it's on stream. And you know, Blood Ocean was just like, yeah, when he shot this and this, like the whole stream was like, Oh yeah, that'll survive, no problem, Jay's fine. And then it didn't like you know, like he got way more <laughs> shots in uh than than we thought he was gonna get in. And and I didn't make the saves. but you know, Kodak played a great game. He did everything he needed to do. Uh and I, you know, we both it was funny because we were talking, because we both thought I had it and then just everything started going wrong and then I didn't have it anymore. And and, you know, that happens. Um, it's weird. It's one of those weird games where you're like trying to figure out the mistakes you made and where you could have gone better. And it wasn't like direct mistakes. It was more of just like, um, I waited too long. I think, you know, yeah. when I, I should have, I should have pushed forward probably a turn earlier and really started going into his face. Which objective um, did you play? Key positions. Oh, okay. And I had 10 activations and he had nine. Um, and, you know, I, I did a Sabine. Uh, one of my big mistakes was I had a bottom bombing turn. And basically I was using it to just zone out the middle KP, right? So that he would have to make tough decisions on coming in. And, I wanted to move Luke in, but realized all the bombs were there and I wouldn't be able to both bomb him and have Luke move in because then Luke would be part of that bombing. And so I triggered the bombs probably a turn earlier than I should have. I should have left them there for another turn and kept zoning out with the bombs and mm-hmm. then came in with Luke to clean up. Um, and I just in my head, it sometimes you just don't see the game. <laughs> basically yeah, yeah. what it comes down to right and this was one of those times i i had it i had a plan in my head and then i don't know man it just like washed over me that i no longer had a plan and i just couldn't figure out how to grasp it back on to to a winning strategy jeez quicksand yeah. happens
2: <laughs> i think that whole timing thing a lot of people can relate to I know we've talked about this on the cast before, but like your MO typically was hyper aggressive play and going in. And uh, you know, you've been doing great this invader season showing some really great patient play with Jedi and uh, fighting. It's always finding that balance between <laughs> playing safe and conservative, but knowing when it's time to like go in and go aggressive. Um, and right. Like a lot of people, I feel like think that they miss the window being, you know, not patient enough, but like it, it's both ways. There's a yeah. sweet spot. there's itty bitty living space right in between that's the time to go in
0: (laughs) yeah and i've definitely i've been struggling with that and it's the op right on the opposite end which is i'm way too conservative now like i went from hyper aggressive like way too aggressive to way too conservative and then it's too late you know and um Yeah, it's just striking that balance and I think understanding to the list you're facing, which, you know, I'm still, I still have real struggles playing against Republic. Like, I really struggle connecting the dots with like uh, my eyes just start to gloss over with all the like tokens and the sharing and the like who's got what. And now Yoda can share his tokens on this turn. But now on this turn, he does this. And I'm just like trying to follow everything. And I'm like, I don't know. I am I struggle a lot against uh, Republic right now, like and just trying to like have it all in, you know, because Empire And rebels and CIS are very easy to understand. There isn't a lot of like gimmicky stuff going on. It's just like, okay, this, you know, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. This is the range they can shoot at. This is how this is going to work, blah, 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 blah. And then you get into GAR and it's like, well, now we have Wookies, and on, on this, you know, Yoda's three pip, I think it is they can share Yoda's tokens, but Yoda can't attack. But then he's got burst of speed. But then on his one pip turn, he can move three, which only would reduce his speed down to two like and you're just like going oh, "God, like I can't like I'm
1: trying to keep and his entire... double action. Anything yeah. like yeah. well, and and that's guidance
0: right. And, then... and that's what got me too. at the end was I was like ignoring Yoda. And then he like put his one pip down. I'm like, oh my God, he can do double, that, like double force push. So basically at that point, he could just p- push two people off the key position after they activate. And then there was nothing that I could do about it, you know? And it was just, oh man, it was just, it was rough, you know? And, and so I think that's something I got to work on is like play more guard players so that I can like. Get, yeah get all the like there's like it's like the moving ball trick you know where there's three dishes and the ball is under one of them and you got to figure out which one but (laughs) yeah but no kodak played a great game he did he did great i don't want to take anything away from him he did everything he was supposed to do uh and uh, man i just couldn't pull it out so dang yeah sounds intense it is, I'm like beating myself up about it. So, so just for everybody's knowledge that's listening, I'm literally recording this like maybe two hours after I I finished playing. So I'm still like hot and <laughs> like <laughs> reeling still fresh from on the your mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: But uh, how you guys been doing in Invader League?
2: Uh, you want to start, Lucas? Sure. So we're both in the uh, the West Coast bracket, a.k.a. the best coast bracket. Um, <laughs> a little and, bit tougher
1: than your East Coast shenanigans.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: we. Okay.
2: I think it's a, it's the difference between, you know the term, like, tall versus wide? Like, on the East Coast, it's very tall. You got Kyle Dorenbos and Luke Cook, and then you got everybody else on the West Coast. <laughs> and Jay Shalansky. What? Is, what?
0: We're not naming everybody. Oh, I see. Oh, and then we got everybody on the West Coast. So you're telling me
1: we got Timbo, we got Bush. He's (laughs) fired up now.
2: (laughs) Hey, last time you had some undefended bashes against the West Coast. So I came and ready ready to throw down.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: (laughs) Had to defend my people a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Take digs while I can. Um, but I ended up in group six for West Coast, um, and my group was actually pretty tough. Uh, there are four of us who have all made singly limbs previously, and they're all in the doing quite well in the ELO rankings and everything. So it was a pretty deep group as far as players, um, and I've played three games so far, and my first game was against um, R37 and 008. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be R37 noob or no eight but i'm gonna say the number instead um but he so i guess i should talk about what i'm running first i've been playing Aiden, uh triple isf triple Dubacks. so if you guys have been following the blog i've been writing about Dubacks and Iden and actually this list for the past few months um and decided to take it to a competitive event to you know give it a try i've been playing it all locally but obviously you know stuff like invader or adepticon is where you really can test these things out against a lot of different opponents and my first game was against r37 and he is running uh an 11 activation empire list with callus krennic two shores two mortars two storms of t21s and specialists and then a death trooper and two snipers so very strong gun line and in this game in particular i felt that he had the firepower on me um, I have tactical strike, but he has a lot of long range threats, a lot of pierce cunning also to get some deadly shots in. And so on turn zero, uh, we ended up going to recover the supplies, which was in his deck because with all that cunning and callous, he has a pretty good shot at snagging the box and getting out. Um, but I figured I didn't want my game to go super long because I wasn't confident in my ability to outshoot him at range. And so with that... Um, Early on, Iden, I was able to go sniper with Iden and Del Mico and Inferno also as a sniper. And so I was able to attack strike and I think put four wounds on Callus, like right off the bat because he like positioned him so he could move in. But um, since I have that super long range and can still hit hard, I was able to get that damage early. Mm. Um, Forced him to retreat. And then it basically became a gunfight over the middle. Turns three. So he moved back turn one. We kind of traded shots back and forth. He killed a dewback. I killed a mortar. Different things. I was slowly advancing to the center. Then he came flying back in with Callus, based Iden on it. And you know he's a decent melee threat. And Iden was down at like one health at that point. And luckily I still had all my dewbacks, so I swarmed him, killed Callus, and basically from that point on, it was like grab it with a unit, get shot off the board, grab it with another unit, and <laughs> run. So. Like, <laughs> I think when I ended the game, I whatever had, works. I mean yeah, I had a stormtrooper with like two health left, carrying two boxes, and like a shore trooper with the box, and then Inverto Squad was all I had left. Oh, it was his entire army just pushing on me. So the game basically <laughs> ended by like just running behind line of sight blockers, taking dodges, and he'd flank it, and then I'd you know double move to another line of sight blocker. So it was like three turns of just um everyone on my side getting mowed down, and I was running. So I ended up getting it, super close game, uh, barely held on to it. And then second game was against uh, Aesir and he's playing Separatists. Another really tough game. He was playing a 13 activation Separatist army, so triple spiders, triple BXs, a whole bunch of B ones, and then a super Tactroid. And this is another one where I knew like I needed the objectives to go my favor. Because uh, also people have really deep bids in my group for whatever reason. Uh, A seven-point bid and then a a six-point bid. So myself sitting with just a three-point bid, (laughs) getting beat up by everybody. Um, You think you have a bid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look at Adepticon. Everyone had like two-point bids. It was like, I'll go three. So like I get, you know, beat them out every so often. But I guess everyone saw Adepticon. I think I've won
1: the bid twice so far with two-point bid.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, but this one, I was able to force payload and out of the other objectives, my thought there, um, was along the lines of he has 13 activations. That's a whole lot to kill. My hope is really being able to get my do backs in there and just like start tearing up B ones. And like, what's the best yeah. objective out of, uh, he had KP intercept payload and sab. And so I was like, can't do sab other two are, eh, but I'd love payload cause I can yeah. get my do backs in
1: and six of his units don't want to be moving yes exactly the x's don't want to move shoot
2: um so i ended up getting payload and it's on that map that has like the two big hills in the middle and the bridge um and he was able to as blue player scout ahead with the bx droid and forward cohere and basically like block me out from infiltrating anywhere but also since he had 13 activations like no matter where I infiltrate all my guys, he could put all three of his spiders down after and just there was like flanks. So I couldn't really do anything. So I basically had a turtle uh, behind these two hills in the middle and turn one, nothing really happened. He was able to kill my mortar um, with his spiders. And then basically I was able to like inch forward, but stay in cover. So then I got a turn two tactical strike in. And with that tactical strike, I think I killed two spiders and some B1s then after that Holy yeah so crap. really strong tax strike back and then we start pushing our payloads and there's like that bridge there so like i had a do back that went across the bridge and tied up a bunch of b1s there and then flanked um and that basically
1: allowed to run across that bridge it's like as yeah. wide as a trooper
2: uh <laughs> it's I, as I wide guess. as like two troopers oh okay yeah it's wide enough you get i mean it, it
1: balances it's not like mcp rules
2: I yeah guess okay i think if okay. i remember right there's like just a tiny bit on each side of the dewback um it's wider than i you might expect uh okay but yeah he basically flew across that do dewbacks- say so pal <laughs> you can watch I think the those stream. dewbacks are a little too heavy for that bridge you know, <laughs> oh by the way all these games are streamed them. so my one oh, wow. against r37 i self-casted on twitch oh, okay so that's twitch tv slash technophobia um then my one against Acer I'm talking about right now was cast by uh, Jedward. I believe is his Twitch tag as well. I know When you self-stream,
1: do you have yours and your opponent's audio in it?
2: Yes, so you can hear us talking to each other. Yeah.
1: So then I wouldn't be allowed to cuss.
2: Uh, I mean, you could if you wanted to. I just wore my opponent's beforehand. Uh, There's no rules about that on Twitch, so okay. it's just like ah. present yourself as you're okay with the cool. internet perceiving yourself.
1: Yeah, I don't care about the internet. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm gonna slap a big fifth trooper logo on it too heck yeah <laughs> um yeah so the r37 was self-cast and the one i'll talk about after this was self-cast this game against acer was cast uh on jedward's twitch channel if you want to see the action but it went back and forth and he had a really defensive position with all his bx's and mm-hmm. like started killing a lot of my stuff my backs were tearing up his back line and it got to the point where we both were like clearly could I had two choices, basically, like I could start trying to um, like go all in on stopping his cart and my cart would also probably stop or I could try and fight to push them all. And I ended up taking the route of instead of like double moving with some of my guys to push my own cart, starting to shoot his defenders and it ended up coming down to attrition because we were both at range one um, of each other's sides. And I thought it was (laughs) a really good spot because end of turn five, he had a B1 on one health and I had an aim shot with the dewback. Completely blanked out. And I was like, all right, next turn, I'll go for it. Next turn, I'll I put an order white on...
1: dice with that. Like
2: well, give me a second. It's that's not the that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is leading white into dice. a series of unfortunate events. Okay. So yeah, I aim okay. shot the do back. I'm like, I got reasonable chance of getting some paint on there to finish this off. And like, if it doesn't happen, I got next turn. Um, blank that out. The next turn, I bid for priority, get my do back in action. And I move forward, shot that same B1, and then engage the other one to stop the payload. Completely blank out again. He's able to double move that B1 behind this thing. Um, so then what I end up doing is I swing back with Iden, shoot that B1 again, pump uh, a crit through, saves it out. At this point, his payload's gonna move if I don't kill the B1. By the way, this is the a important single part. a single B1, a single B1 sitting attacks. There. Yeah, uh, now I go back with Inferno Squadron because they have uh, Del Mico pump another shot through. It saves it. I'm going for Attrition, so there's another B1. It's going to panic
1: at this point. I mean... but
2: it already activated right oh. so it's just sitting on his payload to move it um del Mico <laughs> shoots at another single b1 squadron with his four dice gets two through double saves them and so i was like oh. in my head i was doing all this math i'm like i can kill Oof. these two b1 it's units i'm gonna saves. be ahead on attrition and then uh so i did get it eventually i basically all my guys on my own payload retreated and like shot back into his payload because like there's one superman b1 um but it finally went down, and then that's what grabbed me the game was because I was ahead on attrition. It ended up being super close because I was only up by, like, 20 points because I thought I was going to have, you know, like, 120 from killing two B1 units. Right, uh, right. But uh, <laughs> so it was another super close game. So tied on payload and came down to kill points. Um, and then my final game, I played against Moon Moon, who I believe this is his first tournament, and he was playing a uh, double them all, if you guys don't know what that is. That is Count Dooku and Darth Maul. So he used to call Maul Grievous double the fall or sorry, Dooku Grievous double the fall. So your place wow. Grievous and Maul, it's double the Maul. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> um, and I don't think he had played against Tax Strike before. And so um, basically turn one, I killed Dooku with Tax Strike and then turn two finished off Maul. And so that was a pretty brutal one um, just of... So he ha- he deployed his guys behind like LOS blockers, but I was able to have some flanks. Um, and yeah, I don't think he realized how many crits Tax Strike pumps through on those things. Um, and that was another scary one because Dooku did have burst of speed. And so I was like, if Dooku gets uh, in, okay. like my army's not equipped to handle it. Um, nope. But Tax Strike just wiped those two focus pieces early because it was like Tax Strike. And then, um, you know, everyone then shot Maul. Right. And right. so that early attrition was able to set me ahead. And once those two are gone, the game kind of swung after that point. Um, so that puts me at 3 0 with a couple points. As far as moving on, it's not guaranteed yet. So R37, who I played in my first game, I ended up going four one with nine points as uh so like really strong tiebreakers, and then we still have yeah. some other people. I still have some tough games, like I still have Cyrin to play who's uh another tough opponent. So yeah. Everyone's okay. at this point has like it's it's a very well spread group. So it's not that unlikely that we could have three four ones, just like knowing the skill cap of some of these players well, and like everyone. So both workers. of
1: your both of your remaining opponents are the only two. I'm looking at your thing now, are yeah. the only two eligible for four ones. Yep. So it's nice that you have like control of your destiny there.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. So basically like i gotta win my next two games but like it's up to me to win those so it's nice that like there could be yeah. two four ones you um, could lose a game
1: right you could yeah. be four one um but if you win a game then you knock one of the four ones out
2: yeah and then you're up to fate exactly but like i said both these guys are real good players um so like if i drop a game to one of them it's not inconceivable the other one like wins out the rest of their games it's other yeah So it's a tight group, but uh, it's been super fun so far. All those games are really great. They're all streamed if you want to see it. I know some people are always wanting to see uh, Iden Tax Strike stuff because it's always been good, but I feel like it hasn't um, had too many showings pre-Adepticon. So if you're interested in seeing how Tax Strike works or if you've been hearing about Tax Strike and want to see some games with Tax Strike. I want to
1: see these infamous do-backs that you say don't suck.
2: Yeah, they're great, yeah. man. Which game would you recommend watching if I were only to watch one? Uh, if you want to see the dubacks, I would say the uh Acer one. So that's on Jedward's Twitch. Okay. Because on the one against R37, uh, they basically were just like cannon fodder as I was running away. <laughs> so so like, yeah,
1: that's what dubacks do. Yeah,
2: they just exactly. Die. Um, and then against uh Moon Moon, it was Tax Strike pretty much decided the game pretty quick. So they okay. end up chomping some stuff, but uh, right in a double force user list, once the force users go down, it's a, it, yeah. it's tough to hold on.
1: Hence the name.
2: Yep. <laughs> so, how's your okay. uh, season been going, John?
1: Uh, it's been good. I, I finished a game today on Monday. Uh, looks like two hours ago now, I finished. Um, and it was my fourth win. So, I'm 4 0 right now. And with how the rest of my um uh pod is the only opponent i haven't played against already has i think two losses so i am guaranteed to make it in um because there cannot be three four ones at this point Mm -hmm. um but i've had some real tight games a lot of fun games too um played against a triple b2 triple magna guard which was terrifying um it's a lot of wounds. It's so much, so many wounds, and I, it just it just keeps coming, like it doesn't stop. Um, but these DLTs are disgusting, and they took almost like so. I'm running um, Op Luke with double officers with vigilance and five DLTs with captains and situational awareness, and then two snipers. So these, I mean, the DLTs just don't die. And if they mm. take wounds, it's like one, and they just stay fully healthy and hit like trucks at range three. And they'll even they'll usually force a save at range four as well, um, because of the critical. But, um, so that game, uh, B2s do not like critical at all. Um, so I, I won that game. Um, uh, it was a recover. Luke went in and was contesting the middle box against, I think, a Magna and a B2. And Luke was touching it at the end of round one, I think. And then I played I'm a Jedi. And so they couldn't do anything to Luke. And I picked it up and left. Yeah. uh,
2: As Luke does. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) not fighting is just how you win.
1: Especially against Magna's. Yeah. Luke does not want to fight Magnus. Like that is a not fun time for him. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah right. Yeah, you Abund don't like Pierce, it when a hundred point unit can tie down your two hundred point <sighs> unit. Two hundred thirty point. How much do I spend on him? I spend too much on him. It's a lot. Um, I had an extremely tight game today though. Uh, I played against Roger Doinkinson. Is his name? <laughs> great name that's a great name (laughs) (laughs) and he had he had almost my lvo list so he had triple sniper han luke chewy i think some upgrade choices were different like he didn't have burst of speed and then he had two dlts rebel vets and a mark ii and going into it like just looking at the lists i wasn't worried i was like hey you know i've got dlts like i'm gonna be same thing as the previous three games I can be Mm -hmm. way ahead on attrition um i was not ahead on attrition (laughs) Uh, although nothing died to like round four um his snipers that meant his snipers were alive and shooting my dlts for four rounds and there's three of them that ignore my dodges yep so like just looking at that that's like 12 wounds that of my dlt's it's it's more dlt's than i've lost all tournament um so i had like one i think two full squads by the end of the game and the rest were down to like one model um but that game came to round four i was able to counter snipe two of his strike teams that had one model left and so that activation swing gave my luke a lot more control mm-hmm. um to react afterwards.
2: So Uh, can I ask you a question just about your setup? Um, I I guess you should finish this game. Then I'll ask you the question, but okay.
1: Uh, I was going to say the, so the biggest thing I think for this game and it happened in one of my other games too, I got to choose red player um, because, and I did choose it by, I looked at the map beforehand, um, planning it out thinking um, in both those games, There was um, a very favorable piece of terrain on one side of the map that was just barely in range one of the center, and the other side didn't have that. Hmm. So that meant that my DLT could, I had two DLTs that could sit up in heavy cover and contest the middle objective and have all their protection. Um, And on another map, it was like three DLTs that I could fit there. And that's huge. Um, and both those games, I did pull intercept. So mm-hmm. it worked out. I w- I sat on the intercepts from, I think, probably starting round two, because I'd move, dodge, get that dodge train going, and then move, shoot. But then from then on, they're just aiming and shooting. And mm-hmm. you have to fight through three hits to even make them blink.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you have a similar deck to an opponent, um, often, right? You're going to have a disadvantage in hostage and uh, sabotage uh, and moisture uh, evaporators a little bit.
1: Cause uh, you gotta got to kill Luke. something. I got Luke. Fair enough. I got burst of speed. This is I'm not, true. I'm not worried about hostage um, because I have a force user. Yeah. And vaps. I'm so used to playing vaps. Like I don't care. I'll, I'll hop up there slowly and I'll, I'll get Luke in there.
2: Yes. Yeah. And burst so- of speed makes it that much easier. The question I had was about uh, your division between DLTs and snipers. We actually kind of talked about this at Adepticon when we were watching the quarterfinal. Because uh, we were discussing whether you th- you wanted to bring three snipers and four yeah. DLT core. And I see you settled on five DLTs, two snipers. And so now that you're four games deep, are you, you happy with that choice? or Because it sounded like that one game, your opponent having extra snipers kind of swung it in his favor, but...
1: It swung it in his favor because my list relied on dodges. Yeah. None of my opponent's lists have relied on dodges or red saves, mind you. Um, So I haven't needed that extra pierce, really. And Well, I I did play against one Imperial, um, but I think Luke got into melee round two on that. And so Mm -hmm. he's applying all the pierce to the red saves on his own. So so I think the, the idea is taking why I take five DLTs uh, probably same reason that I'm going to forget his name now. Um,
2: but there's the a guy, Matt, right? Zeus juice, Zeus juice.
1: Yeah. Went, uh, he was top four in Adepticon. Why he took five as well um, is a, is a meta call, you know, mm-hmm. expecting to struggle more against droids that don't care about the Pierce. So you want that volume of fire. Um, and, and it does pay off. I had, in a couple games, you know, if if one of my DLTs and happened in the game today too, um, they'll pour a ton of shots into one DLT, and once they finally get it down to you know maybe just two two models or the DLT's dead, even he's probably still alive. It's pretty hard to kill that squad. Then he just gets out of there, and you rotate the the fifth one back in, yep. and then you still have four in the front. And now you have a, a little loser single model unit to handle your backfield. Yep. So I had I think two single model units at the end of that game. <laughs> it was it was rough. I was losing so many models and it was not looking my way at all. <laughs> but it's very close game. So
0: you have saber throne, Luke, right? Yes. Is it? Uh, sabers are rounded up or down?
1: Down, right? Rounded up. So, yeah, 40, so so with four dice.
0: Four black. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. So, you know, going into the single limbs, we get to pick a new list. We can. And I've promised not only myself, but I've made the promise on this cast multiple times that I would be playing this list for the next year. Um, and that's one of the things I'm thinking about swapping out on Luke. Uh, right now, I have I have the uh, space dodge on him, the old force reflexes, and I think yeah. I'm going to swap it out for saber throw. Because as much as I like the force reflexes on Luke, I- I'm getting a bunch of dodges from different stuff anyways, whether it's mm-hmm. his cards or poor. Portable scanner from the officer or, or you know or the officers yeah own, you know and so and i've found myself multiple times going boy could i use a range to luke yeah or, uh, like to throw something and then force pull these guys into him. so at least i'm like doing something here you know
1: yeah so with luke there's there's several i have several strong feelings of saber throw over um force reflex the the obvious one is probably the least compelling um, air speeders Thanks. that you can't touch them yep. Yep. otherwise. Uh, but it's such a small dice pool that it probably doesn't matter a whole lot anyways if you don't have something to fire support it with. Okay. Um, but the bigger reasons are if you're running Son of Skywalker, you in a lot of cases, you can one-shot a unit with that first swing and you're not going to be engaged with a second unit, at least not easily. Yeah. Um, so if instead you know you aim swing kill a unit and then saber throw into another you could probably wipe two units with son of yep. skywalker that's a, a regular yeah. occurrence for him uh, yeah and then force reflexes luke is not a model that wants to go first right. uh, nine times mm-hmm. out of ten he's going to force reflex at the end of the round and yep. then why is he doing it right yeah
0: yeah i think you know and it's funny. Um, Just, I think a lot of this, the round robin has been great to just get me to, because I really like my list and I've been doing pretty good with it. Um, I definitely have a positive record over all the tournaments and stuff I've played it at, you know, so, so that's pretty positive. I think I'm probably like 10 and three. Oh, four. nice. Yeah, 10 and four with this list, you know, so that's very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. Um, and so, you know, my my goal is to just make small changes. And like the other thing I'm thinking about doing, and I don't mind talking about it on here, but like is I have recon intel and environmental gear with Sabine. And both of them are decent. the recon I don't use as much. I do like environmental gear, but I'm thinking about taking out both of those and putting in the grappling line. In there because I find I've found that like I really want to use like I need her to do something and like getting get in the mix a little bit more and I need like one more like the dark sabers nice but I need like one more little piece that's kind of like oh yeah and you don't move and then and then one more
1: cheesy thing to do
0: yeah yeah Yeah. and just to like mess with people you know what I mean to be like because like for instance in that game today there's like two great points where I could have jumped out with Sabine but I just couldn't stomach doing it because she just didn't have enough oomph to like, but if I could have jumped out and like immobilized them Wookies or something, and then like gone into like, yeah. you, know, you know, and then gone and done something else like that would have been, I think would have been a lot more. So, so that's definitely something I'm probably going to swap up to. And uh, you've got a nine point bid too. Like you could keep yeah. one of those. Oh, I know you what can... I got. <laughs>
1: it's a, <laughs> it's a deep bid. That's, yeah that's correct do you, do you choose red or blue when you depends I mean if I think... it's not a skew list that you're against that has like bombing run and breakthrough do you take yeah. red or blue uh, blue
0: but if so... it's a really bad board and they have a similar list to mine I take red <laughs> or a similar you know a uh, battlefield yeah. yeah I take red <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah it's online... nice to have the
0: choice. <laughs> you know?
2: Everyone's been taking blue over me, but uniquely, Iden 3 Dubek is one of those skew lists that has like a real nasty blue deck you don't want to play against.
1: Yeah. What's what's your blue deck?
2: Um, my blue deck. Let me pull it up so I don't say anything wrong. It is recover the supplies, payload, sabotage, and intercept the transmissions. So intercept is real rough because I can deploy like on the center point, and then you have to come yeah. in, and so it's just like I. I basically fighting, get started tac-
1: fighting uphill. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then I have do backs. So you collapse on the middle. I just swap out my tax strike for my do backs and fight in that area. Um, payload is really great because do backs are phenomenal. Tax strike makes you really mobile and I can deploy with tax strike farther ahead. So once my payload catches up, they can contribute. Um, Sab, I have an infinite range sniper with Aiden and L. So like I could do the range game. And then once you get close, attack strike I can just whack a few activations off typically Dell is Dell not is infinite range yeah um, and what was the last one recover yeah that, that was the last one recover um, yeah, recover if obvious. I'm blue I just put Aiden on the center point drop her one pip grab the box move and now she has a dodge and a standby and hopefully heavy cover and it's just like not many people can handle on turn yeah. one the box moving six inches towards your board side yeah yeah, th- that those are tough.
1: Those are tough. I'm not sure sh- I think yeah. I think I would still rather like play recover against you out of those.
2: With your army? Yeah. Just because you think you could chase it down even with the three dubacks who are gonna screen as soon as you get close. Yeah. Yeah. I'll kill the dubacks with yeah, the DLTs.
1: Luke, <laughs> Luke's a maniac on recover.
2: Luke is. this is true. Yeah. With burst
1: with burst, like even yeah. if I give you one round to head start, like
2: I'll catch up. Yeah. Uh, this is good stuff to be talked about because my uh <laughs> <laughs> my next appointment <laughs> is playing Luke on solo. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, okay. and Luke
0: is Luke is that character who for four turns can do nothing and then all of a sudden has eaten half your army in two turns, and you're like, I'm sorry, what is going what just happened? <laughs> And you're all tied up, and everything's, you know. And he caught you, your Iden, and your whatever. Your little, little strike team is running away with the <laughs> box. And the next thing you know, you get magic pulled back. Your shield doesn't
2: in work half. in melee, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Last week, Jay, you talked about how you keep catching people to disengage on Luke, and yeah. I have definitely made that mistake in my past before. I had one where it was Ooh. BAPS and I like have basically tabled the guy beside his Luke. And I just engaged Luke with one dude on the... Oh, two dudes. Because I was like, oh, he can force push me. Now I have a second. And then uh, he's just like, I'm going to force push and disengage. And then tap your VAP. And I was just like, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I had no one in range to touch it. Because I put them all into Luke to try and stop him. (laughs) Oh, that's the best. yeah It's one of those mistakes you will never make again. No.
1: I've had a game where Luke on VAPs. You get to the backfield like i i think i got to the backfield pretty early um and you don't want to like waste time early hitting the vap hitting your mm-hmm. opponent's vap because they will just hit it back and then like yep. you wasted a valuable action uh so i just like hopped around from unit to unit until round six comes i find an activated unit once they've activated i throw them into um to surround the the vaporator. And I go up there, engage them. And or I think I went there and then pulled them in to engage. So I block the vaporator and then and they you can still once. tap it. Yeah. And then they can't tap it because it's surrounded. It's yeah,
0: great. I I can't tell you. I don't think there's been a single game of moisture evaporators where I've even attempted to go for the other person's FAP. Where right. most well um, and and le- either way, whether I'm red or blue, I'm just like, this is just coming down the points. And then I just kill th- I'm like, I'm just going for the points. Like that's I don't know why. It's just never in my head to even like I'm just like, well, that's yeah. dead to me. I'm just gonna kill stuff like every time. Like I don't even think <laughs> about like going up and tapping anything. I'm just like, I'm just gonna kill all this stuff. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> it's a surefire way to win.
2: Yeah. It is true, yeah.
1: Especially, you got Sabine now too. She's so fast. Yeah,
0: I find though she can be a glass cannon at times because it's like you're yeah. like, oh yeah, she's got red and and all this and blah blah blah, and I've got two dodges on her and heavy cover, and then someone comes in and like rolls like an insane shot, and you end up losing three wounds, and you're like, well, I'm almost dead now. I mean, and, I'm not saying
1: know, that you. Yeah, I'm not saying. That she's invincible. Yeah, I
0: understand. I've just found it, I don't know about you guys, but I found it harder in these um, TTS games in this round robin with the maps we're playing on to find places where that's even, like, putting her
1: in spots. that Completely blocking LOS. Yeah, yeah. And then if you ever pop out, then pop yeah. out so that you can only see one unit or two. Two, preferably because Gunslinger. But like, don't let the whole army see you make them. work No, to I see you.
0: listen. Listen to me. I play this <laughs> game and I understand. But I'm then, coming from. But from then you have somebody like Luke Kevin, or Kevin, jump, uh, jump. Kyle. You have someone like Kyle who's got pelp and he's like, oh, yeah, pull strings. They moved and then they moved again and then they I shot. Mean, and now she's in the open and you're just going, dude, what? Like plans change
1: against against like Palp and Yoda, obviously.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. Well, and I think yo I think Yoda and Palpatine lists are uniquely positioned against my list that make it very tough to play against. Yeah,
1: them. I agree. Yeah, yeah, they are like ultimate control pieces. Yeah, Yoda and Palp. Yeah,
0: Yoda is weirdly, I don't know. I find him, and maybe it's just me. And John, you played him more than anybody here, really but I find him to be like, he's got like, he's like a roller coaster. Like some games he's like really good. And you're like, Oh my God, Yoda, OP best unit in the game. And then you play another game against Yoda and like, he does nothing. And he's just like, yeah,
2: well, okay.
0: Yoda. Not well, he's OP.
2: like pop that way. Right. Like, if someone leaves palp out to dry and he takes a few yeah. wounds, that's like devastating to his game. So like yeah. you have to be like on it playing it perfectly or else he seems super lackluster. Yeah. Um, but then when you play someone who does play palp properly, you know, like we said, hides him behind a little rock or has his protector to IRGs keeping him safe and that and now you'll die will come like chewy for Yoda. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't I don't I didn't ever really experience the roller coaster with Yoda. Um because you're just I had, so good. <laughs> no, my other I obviously I went 2-2 at Nepticon. Obviously, I'm nice. not that good. Must be nice
0: to be so good, John. Listen, Jay. Listen. <laughs> we well, you to have one saying, game left. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not playing it. Yoda right now.
1: I'm playing my homeboy Luke. Yeah, dude, Luke is so good. He's so good. He's so... I I will admit if he's even listening that um my opponent today, Roger Doinkinson. that was the first time that I've ever been – I've ever felt like I got out ever. Like, I've, I've been playing Luke since LBO 2019 and before, and so, like, I've gotten real comfortable with everything Luke can do, and, like, I know the tricks, and then he did something that I wasn't expecting, and I was like, oh, crap, that's really bad. <laughs> and I, I got put on my back foot again, and I was like, crap, I got to make up for this. Yeah was wild very fun game
2: yeah definitely some really tight games this invader season all around from we have been hearing not too many blowouts for the most part i feel like it's always like that a lot of times in invader you have like a, a ton of really tight games and you might have a few newer people where it's a little more one-sided but i find it's always a good mix of you know really yeah. close games um, mm. yeah i mean right it's six people that you have to play so there's no way you're gonna have like a, an easy time. The odds are you're gonna have some real Five tough people. people in your group. Five people, yeah. yeah. I guess one is yourself. Yes. <laughs> but I think something that is kind of with that, like people are pretty friendly for the most part in Invader. And I know multiple people have like done Invader for their first time and had a good time. Um, yeah. and so I think it's like it, it's not something to be intimidated about. Like it, it it's a real fun time. I've known some people uh that they had their first games in our group and like loved it and have come back for more and different things and so like i don't know i just don't want people to get like discouraged when they hear about these things and whatever with invader like it's definitely still like i think there's this idea about tts and that's you know like international and super hyper competitive um but i don't think you have to be super experienced like um no. to to hop into it like if you know how to play legion you're good to go people are friendly
1: yeah which is a great segue
2: to our next topic. <laughs>
1: yes. What's our next topic, pal?
2: Uh, so we're talking we're gonna, yeah, oh, good. about
1: tabletop etiquette. Uh, okay. and that, that can mean like several things. It could be taken several different directions. So it could be like how friendly you should or should be, I guess, playing a, a game and yeah. And like what, you're responsible, what your responsibilities are as a friendly neighborhood Legion player?
2: Yeah, I think the reason why tabletop etiquette is a really important topic is one of the big reasons a lot of people come to Legion is because they hear how friendly the community is. Mm. I have known multiple people that have reached out. So I'm a local TO in my area. Um, so I hear, I think, a, a bit more from the players than some people might but i've had new players reach out uh right for all our events we say oh you know new players welcome come hang out we'll teach you how to play and one guy was like are you like are new players really welcome because like i've showed up to like 40k (laughs) things and like got chewed out when i didn't know how to play and i was like no like new players are actually welcome like if you don't know how to play like you can even pm me before and say i've never played legion before and like i'll bring a fun list and teach you how to play during the tournament um I find that okay, with okay. like one of the reasons that it's really important to have a friendly community is because like that's where we're growing. One of the reasons why Legion has this had this meteoric rise is because of the community, right? We got a tight rule set, um, but also like there's a lot of great games out there, um, but not every game has a, you know, a community with the reputation of Legion. Obviously, we're not perfect as a community, uh, but I think if you compare it. I've played, uh, I never played 40K, but I played Magic the Gathering competitively and the atmosphere is very different but there's also one key difference in like the style of game in legion there's ambiguity and um like certain things are kind of up to intent like they talk about margin of error for example isn't thing in magic there's very explicit rules so you can kind of like be a jerk and like it doesn't affect my gameplay besides maybe tilting me because like there's nothing you can't you know push your guys a little farther forward or get really gamey about movement tools or something um But I think that's one of the things about Legion, like there is that little margin of error that kind of carries into, you know, keeping it friendly, being really clear about your intent of what you're trying to do at all times. Um, That's something I do a lot of, like I'll pre-measure stuff and then move them and be like, oh, I'm moving and putting my character here at exactly range two of your Luke so that you can't double move and engage me so that, you know. The next turn if something comes up it's like he knows exactly where i am what my intent is he's not going to try and double move in um you know because you don't want the opposite side where it's like a feels bad where you're like you put it exactly to you know the fact that you can't technically engage that and they move and accidentally bump something like oh no see i can't engage yeah. and then it's yeah. like you were correct in your measurement but like also there is margin of error so just being really clear and explicit gets rid of all those things so everyone's on the same page yeah
0: yeah i would say a lot of it too is reading intent or mm-hmm. like and how and like what you were just saying like and and if you know i think there's things like 99.99 percent of the time in legion you know you're like okay i'm i'm measuring movement now and you're like trying to figure out if the movement measurement is what you want to do and then you're like Nah, and you just go back to the beginning of the movement tool. Right. And like I think if you're like if, as long as you're talking out like what your intent is, is like, hey, I'm because you're allowed to measure you get two measuring uh, the devices on the table at one time you get your your range ruler and a movement tool you can have both of those on it at the same time and so if your intent is to move your full speed see what range you're at and then as long as you don't move your movement template and you, you know and you go okay now i'm gonna go back to the beginning that's good and i think we need to like i would say 99% of the time people are completely cool with like things like that and there's very few people you run into that like are like well no you uh you moved so that's it now uh and you know and i think that's uh, that that are those are the people we want out of the game i think rough for the most part um because really if what keeps this community going and what keeps Here's the thing. Let me back it up a bit. Our community is different in the fact that it's Star Wars. So, therefore, it brings mm-hmm. people into this like Lucas, who have never played tabletop wargaming before. Lucas came into it because of Star Wars and stayed because of Star Wars. And then, so now we have this really cool mix of people from all different backgrounds, guys like myself who have played tabletop war games before and love star wars so now do this one exclusively people like lucas who've never played tabletop before but love star wars i I think that's true right lucas i thought that's what you said but yeah go ahead
2: i was just gonna say i played other games but never a war game i did like armada magic the gathering that stuff but yeah
0: But, but you know and so i think what we need to do is keep the the oh gosh what's the word to keep the like you know the the coolness of this group intact by by you know letting people know like hey man we're kind of cooler in this game than than a lot of other games like and it's not it's not as sweaty as some games, it, it gets sweaty, but it's not, it never gets the level of these other games, you know? And I think a lot of it is intent. A lot of it's margin of error. A lot of it's saying, Oh, Hey, you know, this is where I'm moving. Yep. Okay. That's range three from these guys. Yep. Agreed. And then next turn, they're like, well, you know, you're not range three. And we're like, really? Cause we both just shot at each other last round, you know? And, and so you'd like, just, yeah, being yeah. cool and 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 just like you know, letting things, little things slide, like bumps and tables yeah. and stuff like that. You know,
2: I think a big one too is like always assuming the best intent and like your opponent, because I've seen sometimes the one case where like players might misinterpret what someone else is doing or misinterpret a rule. And sometimes things will get hostile there. Like, obviously, you can't know that for a fact. Mm. I think, like, a a golden rule is, like, always assume, like, the best intent from your opponent. Um, Like, know your rules. Like, if, like, someone's, like, flipping dice that they're not supposed to be or, like, breaking the rules, like, I'm going to tell them. Um, But, like, at least for me, I've had tons of people mess up on things or forget tokens. And it's, like, I always assume, like, oh, they just forgot. Like the moment you start going to getting this mindset that like whenever someone messes up, like they're trying to cheat or game you, that's like when you people start becoming kind of like rules, lawyers or really hostile, like always assume that your opponent's going to do their best. And in that same area, like self-introspect and like make sure that your intentions are the best Um, because we all do it a little bit, maybe not even intentionally, but like whenever something comes up, you tend to instantly favor yourself before you think it through. And so like for cover all the time, everyone does this. You look there and like, oh, that's they're in the open. And then they're like, nah, they're in heavy. And then you go back there you're like, oh, you're right there and heavy. But like whatever yeah. it is, is in your brain. You like assume the best scenario. Um, but that's like something you have to actively check, I think, honestly. Um, so it's like assume the best in your opponent and then make sure like you're mm-hmm. all of your choices are, you know, in the best of like the fun of the game.
0: Well, and I find, you know, even as even as someone who plays as often as I do, like I was just talking about Gar, right? Like, I don't know everything that's going on in Gar. And like, I, I, I know it abstractly. Um, but I don't play those lists. So I, I don't have as deep of a knowledge in it. And so I, I literally the game I had today with Kodak, I asked him like five times, like, how are you doing that? Wait, what's happening? Like, how is that explain to me how that's happening and then he was like okay so yoda does this and then that and then i'm doing this and then you're like okay and then you follow the logic but like i do that all the time even if i know like i sometimes i just want them to explain to me what they're doing so that i know that they've thought through like the process of how they got there you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and they're like well no explain to me how that happened you know and then sometimes things people go oh yeah no i can't do that here and you're like yeah You know, or like sometimes it's like, oh, you can because of this. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty powerful. I didn't know about that, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think it's going to keep going like that because with the shadow collective stuff going on, you know you guys are probably going to memorize it faster than i will i'm terrible at that i i will like have no idea and somebody will come trounce me with like a shadow collective list because i'll just be like what (laughs) What does this do like why does it do this you know and so um but yeah always ask i always ask people Mm -hmm. like okay well what are you doing why are you doing that how's that you can also
2: always ask to see their cards and that's one of the great things about legion is uh all the rules are right there so if you don't know something does read the front of the card. If there's a keyword that you don't know, flip the card around and on the back of the card, yeah. it'll explain the keyword.
1: Um, but also uh, know the rules reference because those are not final. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah. aligned a with that text. is
0: I would go read the errata and make sure you, you understand that like, like the Vader, right? Vader's got a bunch of new stuff that is mm-hmm. not on the text of his cards right now. And so like, you got to make sure that you're, you know.
1: Well, and things like Nimble, I think, are not as clear on right. the card themselves that like um, what happens if you spend two dodges well yeah i don't know if that's know,
2: it's yeah no well, it says right? if, There's you no spend,
0: bullet if you spend nah, one or more dodge right. tokens gain one nah, dodge token. Yeah, <laughs> that's very clear yeah yeah
1: um but i so so i 100 agree both uh what lucas and jay are saying the and i think the biggest takeaway there is is to verbalize what you're saying verbalize verbalize what you're saying verbalize what you're doing um should always verbalize what yes, you're saying yeah yes you should like i'm okay. trying to do right now yeah. i'm trying to verbalize what i'm do saying. better than john but yes do it <laughs> so so that it's clear as uh, like even even dice results you know I'll, yeah. I'll roll four hits and then i'll say okay now i'm spending the aim on these two and I'll say that's five hits heavy cover brings it down to three yeah i always say like every step mm-hmm. of that
0: you yep. know, it's something I recommend, too. I know it says in the rules, I never touch my dice if there's surges. I always yeah. go surge yep. to crit and then one for what, I, you know, because I have a surge token or whatever. And then I go, so these are all these two are crits and that yeah. one's a hit. And then just because yeah. I don't touch my dice. Just, because you never know like you could accidentally bump something and, and you don't want to yeah. be perceived as doing something you know yeah. or, or either way right you don't want to screw yourself yeah and like they didn't see the hit and then you like dumped it to a block a uh, blank and then or on the opposite it was a blank and you yeah. dump it into a crit you know or something and
2: i always make sure it's very clear that like my opponent sees my results on the table before i pick them up um yeah like especially if it's under a piece of terrain i'll like try and like pick it up the piece of terrain a little bit and like show them the result before i grab it or be yeah. a, like it's a crit and then because like i, I said i don't care to if, show
1: them blanks if it's a blank i'm like yeah oh yeah sucks. if
2: it's a blank what are they going to argue with you no i yeah. are you sure you're not lying to me you blank, yeah, <laughs> it was a
1: blank. i'll take <laughs> a reroll I if swear. you want but it's a blank
2: yeah um but right making those things really clear i'll even like count stuff out for them so like if it's with because i know some people can like with cover and dodges and armor and all that yeah, and now profile. that we have you know low yeah. profile we got like Snipers with low profile, spider droids that will have dodges and armor. It's, I kind of like, if they have a certain amount of dice with hits, once they confirm the number of hits, I'll be like, these two go away to cover. This one goes away to your dodge. So, like, this is what you're rolling for. Yeah. Um, like, you can even explicitly, like in my case, usually put the dice on those results. Of course, once they've seen the results, I'll do that. But uh just makes it even easier to keep track because I know not for everyone, I'm a, you know, I do math for my job, so I like numbers, but I know not everyone enjoys those things. So, yeah. For those of you who can't enjoy- see it, yeah, oh, Jay's pointing to himself.
0: God, I just, like, gloss over sometimes with numbers. Uh, <laughs> like, you guys on this cast, So if you guys ever hear me get really quiet, it's because, like, John and Kyle or Lucas and Kyle or Tim, actually, you guys are all numbers, guys. Tim or Kyle, like, all the guys on the, they'll start talking numbers, and I'm just like, dying in my chair over here going, oh, my God, just kill me. Like <laughs>
1: I yeah, play I with like my heart was...
0: and I play with feelings. I don't play with numbers or mathematics or. or well, logic. that's why you lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I always lose. put them in the dirt. Yeah. I get it. I know who I am, John, All right. Just
1: making sure it's clear. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> OK. Yeah.
0: I know exactly who I am. <laughs>
1: Before we stray too far from from uh, tabletop etiquette, I do want to yeah. make sure we kind of draw a line, though. That okay. um, just because you say something's your intent doesn't mean yep. it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it's necessarily. If if both you both you and your opponent agree, then yes, it becomes binding. But mm-hmm. just because you say it doesn't mean it's true and binding. I can't just move here, think that I'm scoping your Z6 and say, oh, the Z6 is the only one I can see. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you both it's need to verify. It's an agreed state, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the and- more common one is with cover. Yeah. People will move yeah. over, and they'll do something, and then you'll move, shoot, and they'll be like, oh, I moved here again, heavy cover. And you're like, well, I know you're originally in heavy cover, but now I've moved. And like, well, I wanted to put it where you couldn't move. And it's like, well, it, it's kind of too late. I've now moved, and it's in the open. So, like,
1: yep. Yep. if I stayed, we agreed Intentions on the state that it was everything. in.
2: Yeah, yeah we agreed that I was in heavy cover where i was originally and now i've moved and it's not and like you know you can't be like my intent is to move here into heavy cover and be where like no matter where you go i'm still in heavy cover like you can That's do your best to set that up request. but yeah
1: yeah you should never agree with your opponent that wherever you move you're always going to be in heavy cover <laughs> that sounds like nonsense mm.
2: Yeah, so it's a it's a an agreed upon state between both players, right? Like just because, like you said, yeah, and it's like, for that game state. Something. As yeah. soon
1: as you like, as soon as you move, stuff stuff changes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I wanted to say.
2: And I, right. I think the 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 golden rule for all of this is like just like being nice to your opponent, like yeah. treat them in the way you would want your opponent to treat you. Don't so like, be a d bag yeah don't be a d-bag and if to if you have to ask what that means you're probably being (laughs) Uh, but like it's you know like when you win you know like handle that in a way that if you're on the losing end of a game you'd want that to be and then when you lose handle that in the way that if you just won because like nothing sucks the fun out of a game more than like when your opponent is like way too stoked and it was like a rough game like and they're like freaking out about stuff and but in, like vice versa also like nothing sucks the fun out of a win more than like a component like constantly complaining the whole time to you yeah so, like, yeah and i be think courteous uh, when you win also be yeah. courteous
0: but i i would think i always like to tell people like listen when you win like you if you give a little like fist bump okay like a little shake of your fist like yeah i got yeah. this you know like yeah that's great and then shake your opponent's hand you yep. know, and then uh same when you lose. Like if you gotta like ah, ah. <laughs> like you know, you get one of those. I get those every one. I get in real a quiet a lot, yeah. Of time yeah. And like- um and but then you know, you let it go and you just you gotta remember to like, hey man, you did a great job. I'm just yeah, that yep. was a tough game. And most almost everybody understands that, right? Like they understand the hype of winning and they understand the lows yep. of losing. And so as long as you it's like the rules of baseball, right? They're the unspoken rules where you like you you know, don't don't be like dancing around the bases if you hit a home run because the next time you're going to get hit with a pitch, like it's just, that's, <laughs> part, that's part of it. Right. And so this is, this is it. Like, you know, there's a lot of gentlemen gentlemen, like rules that are unspoken that I think are just good rules that we have in Legion to just be cool, you know, be, be appreciative of your opponent and their time. And uh, I mean,
2: yeah. yeah. Right. There's a, uh what's the term? it's like the the player's contract or something with legion i think there's an actual rule like term in the rules book talking about it's like the player's contract about it has to do with margin of error i think the language is used in that section but the basically the the point is like there's a contract between the players you're going to do your best to like have a good time playing with each other and follow the rules as intended like if you bump a piece of terrain yes it's technically against the rules to move terrain but like I don't know, we saw in the finals, Luke Cook, like, knocked over a tree, and so does Like, that stuff happens, but it's, like, that player's contract of, like, you know, like, you know, no one freaks out when you actually knock over a tree, and yes, it's against the rules, but it's, uh, I don't know what the the correct word for it is, but when you're going into a game, like, it's on both players, you're there to have a good time, and you're both, like, a part of that.
0: Yeah, and I think if an instant like that happens, and before that, you both agreed that, there was no line of sight there and then it gets bumped like it it should stand that there's no line of sight there because you already agreed upon that the players already agreed upon that so there's nothing worse than something getting bumped and then and then people being like well I can see them now and you're like well that they got bumped we clearly said you couldn't you know and yeah the dude don't do that don't be that person we all know you want to win. We want to win too. Everybody wants to win. It's, it's built into human nature. We all want to win. No one likes losing. But you know what, man? You can, you can, you could be a winner in life if you're just cool.
2: <laughs> well, I think something too that I, I kind of allude to in my articles and put it uh, word it better, but like Legion is an innately imprecise game and also a left based game. So, like, if you want to get real sweaty and, like, have a game that has no luck and is a true battle of wits, like, chess does exist. Like, you realize, like, when a dice roll goes bad, like, you don't have to be playing a dice game. Like, you are deciding (laughs) to play a game with, like, luck in it. And one of the reasons why I think dice games are fun is, like, it allows for upsets. Like you know, uh, Kyle Dornbos is the first one to drop a game, the fifth trooper, and he's like probably we'd all say what he's a loser. Not just, <laughs> a, just, just Sorry. So, like you <laughs> have a chance of beating Kyle Dornbos, whereas yeah. like in chess, like you know, the grandmasters will have like careers where they never drop a game. And yeah. so I think something people don't always talk about is like we're all also playing this game because like the dice lets us punch above our weight in many ways as well as sometimes like people below you will punch up so it's like a, it's a two-way street oh, and that, yeah. that helps me a lot with tilt at least is like i think the moment you think you deserve to win i'm like no like i chose to play a war game that we use movement tools and bump stuff around and there's dice like if i wanted to you know really care that much about winning i can always go to chess
1: <laughs> yeah and get stomped there
2: yeah get stomped and then remember why i played a game that's more casual <laughs>
1: Let me tell you, dice have been making me real upset in the last like three days. They have not been working my way.
0: I, I know it. They seem worse in TTS because they're more reasonably balanced in tts do you know what i mean whereas in real life it doesn't always see i don't know they just seem way more swingy in tts uh and i think it's just an imagination thing than like a mathematical thing you know yeah but
2: i think it's uh i don't know now we're gonna get somewhat off uh <laughs> off topic for some of these but i feel like people have like an innate distrust for like code things because they're like you know, like with the pair of dice, you understand how it works, whereas like how dice work in a, a game, you know, not everyone understands like you're picking an RNG table that then has like predicted randomness and you're subsampling it and all that um, versus like everyone gets how a dice works.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we could, we, whoops. Right, right, we're back, we're back. <laughs> okay. whoops i didn't mean to hit that uh just clicking really all the this.
2: buttons right now freaking us out whoops whoops
0: <laughs> all right we're back we're back oh goodness uh no i think we're about i'm so excited for this to be over because i'm so tired I is just it your bedtime getting... stop dude yeah, it's <laughs> bro. yeah. old man I'm sorry. What time? I I have to wake up at 5 a.m. So I don't know what oh, time you guys have to. Now.
1: You work for yourself. What do you mean have to?
0: Oh, oh well, I got kids, man. Oh,
2: uh, okay.
0: <laughs> we got we got kids to drive to school and ah, a schedule like oh, and all these six, adult things, Ugh. six people with shower schedules and bathroom schedules and oh, get them to school schedules. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole game over here.
1: Game of bachelor for life. Yeah. <laughs> No comment. Wow. <laughs> oh on that note. I as just, soon as
2: you see the topics once you start having kids, no legion. it's time. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: never that I will not win a single one of those conversations. Just, <laughs> uh, just tapping out. No, I think this was a good cast, even without Kyle um yeah. you know what if Who i had to him. pick one of you guys to take over kyle's spot it would be you know what it would be uh lucas i knew it and then john you the third spot. It.
1: i knew it
2: <laughs> i see how it is yeah we'll see, just, I've been getting, i think it you know uh-huh. so i didn't like make fun of jay uh all this cast yeah or a yeah, no yeah, roast yeah. i've been trying to get on Turned the good side lately no you you, <laughs> got, you trashed them
1: pretty early on with yeah, that west coast not naming them <laughs> on the east coast i'd recover
2: i had some pretty did you brutal forget ones. about
1: that do you, you want to rethink who you would replace cow with <laughs> no <Oof>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right here right here is where that hurts
0: uh yeah all right let's uh
2: <laughs> so does that mean i get to say my name first since i'm replacing kyle sure oh yeah you save last for best
0: yeah whatever whatever you want whatever you want to do Best. okay
2: what's the outro again
0: thanks for tuning
2: in we are the notorious scoundrels i'm lucas i'm jay and i'm john bushfax bushman stay fresh cheese bags
0: hey you did it you're in congratulations (laughs) i got the job